want to know which models to choose? And do you want the latest War Scroll reviews? And do you want to hear intelligent views? Then don't listen to this podcast. It's season four of the Rage of Sigmar. It's season four of the Rage of Sigmar. Jacob sets up the joke, then Joe steals the punchline. It's a bit they use all the time. It's season four of the Rage of Sigmar. It's season four of the Rage of Sigmar. Check forward, I think, if you actually get to the... But, but I, didn't get the, I didn't get the show notes from you. Joe, why do you... Why do you ask me to write show notes before we record if you're not going to read them? I, I didn't get them. You didn't send them to me. Re- just check again, dude. Can you just look in the in the group me? We don't have a group me. You know what? Also posted them on Twitter. I DM'd you. I didn't get a DM on Twitter either. Okay. Well, also, why did you send me the link for Zencaster in Discord? I've been waiting, just staring at my Facebook Messenger, refreshing, where I also sent you the the show notes there. You sent me show notes on Facebook. Uh, no, actually, it's in our it's in the the new Secret Santa chat. It's not the old oh Secret Santa God. chat. It's the new one, the one that we oh only use. God. It's got the Doge picture. No, no, there's just pictures of naked, muscular women here. Okay, well, maybe that was my my personal file. Uh, it's fine. We don't need show notes. I guess I just spent forty five minutes writing them uh, for nothing, which is fine. Um, All right, listen, Jacob, we have to end this bit. I'm very limited on time. Maybe if you stuck to the show notes, we would keep the time for a change. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to get a drink. Castle Hill Road, take me home to the place I belong. There's a skunk outside, night vision goggles. There's a hole in vaginose, almost heaven, bread in a morph suit. Playing melee, more mics than incarnates. Dayton walking naked to the breeze. Chicken Alfredo, that a tick on my knees. Castle Hill Road. I was waiting for you to come back. Sing it. Take me home. All right, cool. And we are. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rage of Sigmar podcast, where we have a very special episode today talking about, that's right, the leaked Slaves to Darkness battle tome. So starting right into it, we've got several, well, I guess, I'm Jacob, you know that, that's Joe, Father's Mario, you know the deal. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show, you can a number of ways, it's been great having you, Uh, blah, 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 blah. Joe, what are you working on? Interruption, bit. LaGuardia, JFK. Good talk. So, 
into these leaked Slaves to Darkness scrolls. So I went to a really good event this weekend. I'm not sure. I can't promise you I'm not going to cry if we do this. It was the best weekend fucking ever. I think I've been that happy in my life. The the dopamine hangover is hitting so fucking hard. I have heartburn still from the amount of alcohol I ingested. I thought you were going to go a different direction Dude, with that joke. Um, Bro, I realized that I went all day Friday. <laughs> the only thing I drank was alcohol. Yeah, like, I, think- I, I, had, I had like maybe a dozen mimosas. I had coffee with bourbon in it. And then I just drank cider the rest of the day. So uh, I was talking to Fred and every morning he shows up to breakfast with like a, a liter mason jar of water. He's like, today was my goal. It's my goal to drink this whole thing. Yesterday, I didn't meet that goal. It's not a very difficult goal. And I go, well, well how much did you drink yesterday when I talked to him on Saturday? He's like, mm, a quarter of it. <laughs> I, we just drank so much alcohol. I couldn't believe we actually ran out by Saturday night. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah. When we ran out Saturday night and then all the stuff I bought on Sunday, we drank. We were like completely bone dry. I think I have like a quarter of that bottle of grappa uh, Fred brought me. And I just like, I like hid because I didn't want anyone to drink the rest of it because I wanted to have like savor it. Yeah. And then the same thing with like a quarter bottle of Ungava. I was like, I'm hiding this too. What the too. hell did you just say? Ungava is that gin that I really like from Quebec. Oh. Um. So, so yeah, dude, like it, it was absolutely insane so um sorry so those of you who don't know which would be pretty surprising because we've built up the fomo machine pretty hard at this point uh this past weekend was was castle which was in beach lake pa uh which is nowhere i think let's let's just let's just go on like the whole concept so originally we were working for, for an airbnb to have like a club weekend for for uh the tough crowd and i found this massive airbnb that's a castle you can rent for an obnoxious amount of money that sleeps like 44 people um so we broke it down to a price point where people who were invited could spend about 800 bucks and get the whole weekend covered except for alcohol right but it, like covered our like i had we had all the food we had all of it right and it, it was lit it was such a good event. Like the minor complaints we had, I would have from me about the venue is that like the conference hall isn't designed to have a Warhammer tournament. Yeah, how <laughs> so fucking dare they? It was a little loud. Um, I think there's ways that we can mitigate that in the future. And I mean, then one of the main the things bed, we could the beds were too soft. <laughs> I really thought the beds were fine. One thing we could do to mitigate the hall being loud is not putting a cardi b mix on and turning up the volume because your game three ended super early (laughs) (laughs) there's a big tv we watched anaconda with no sound on though does it even need sound are there even words to that song it's a a visual format strictly uh we also did that with with wap didn't we yeah and then i turned up the volume really loud for that death metal song anyway it was a lot of fun it was insane. Yeah, it, it was cool. fucking bad. It was bedlam. So, um, um, I, f- I feel like the games matter the least, but I, I'll, I'll just shout out all my opponents. I played, um, I played Nicole Obrey 
then I played Jeremy Vessier, then I played Emma Mangles, then I played James O'Brien for a turn, and then we just decided to dice it because we were too hungover. And then I played Josh Hankin, who I never had, had the uh, the pleasure of playing before, and he is fucking lovely. He's lovely. He seems great. I really didn't talk to him much over the course of the weekend, aside from all the time I spent with him over the weekend. You know what was crazy is, like, even though we were all together in the same venue and shit, like, I did not uh, feel like I had enough time with anyone except, like, I, I left there feeling like I didn't get to give anyone the time that they deserved. Except for maybe bread. I feel like we got enough time with bread. Uh, no, I, I, I'm longing for bread right now. I'm on a carb crash. I think I think I, so, like, high level... I completely agree with you. And I've been like having that, that exact thought and messaging people. Um, like I spent like, I feel like I barely spent any time with McKenzie. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I got to play him, but I completely agree. I also feel like Darren and Owen like disappeared for hours at a time, which I guess I'm a hypocrite for saying, cause I disappeared for hours at a time to play melee. <laughs> uh, but like that was nice. Cause I got to spend a bunch of time with, with bread and with Warder and with McKenzie playing melee mostly yeah but like dude like so for people who weren't there like this place had all right so yeah um, this place it had like it had a massive movie theater right so they were like movie nights they watched black dynamite they watched they watched i watched uh, rings of power twice yeah they, they, they fell asleep uh, the first time <laughs> we watched they also watched beer fest oh, that's right uh, they watched and also like we watched that really interesting uh short documentary on male-to-male bonding you didn't oh, watch yeah. that, no, no. You but uh, I saw the beginning of it. it. Yeah, no, we watched it on the big screen. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so with, there, with was, everyone. there was we nine holes. Watch it. There was nine holes of mini golf, which was like seven holes of playable mini golf, and then two holes of frustrating disaster, and also definitely, definitely a liability. Yeah, so Mike Vaginos got a screw through his foot. Um, luckily we have Marcella with us. So Marcella is a, a registered nurse. So she saved his life. Which is great because doesn't she mostly do like discharge and, and like outbound clerical? <laughs> she's like, she's, she's, she's like, I haven't done this in so long. I'm psyched. And Warder's like, I'm, I'm on time off. Leave me alone. No, no, Warder was way too drunk when Mike got anything <laughs> in his foot to do anything for us. Warder was super smashed. So like, yeah, um, he was super smashed, bro. Bang. Nice. <laughs> yeah, um, you did there. So, I mean, there's, I want to shout out everybody who came, like Andrew Myers came and he brought uh, a giant box that we all thought was his army, but it was just filled with bombs. Wine. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he brought a bunch of box wine and like, um, the Obreys were there and they made a ton of breakfast and yeah, the Owen Jackson, Darren Watson were there. Rob Symes was there. He spent his birthday with us. We played a ton of the grizzled. Um, I actually messaged Rob today. I'm like, hey, send me your address. And he's like, he sent it to me. He's like, why? And I'm like, sent him a picture of the order confirmation for the grizzle to his house. Nice. I'm like, it's time to get good, bro. We're beating the shit at fucking Everwinter. Um, <clears throat> so um, we did. Like, Emma was, was there. Just, Jeremy was there. Yeah, Emma was there. Jeremy was there. The Trentinellis were there. Yep. Um, Mike Simeon, my balls was there. Fucking Hengel was uh, there. Hengel was Mike there. Mike McAbee and Hunter were there. Exactly. Tom Ling was there. Fucking uh, Mackenzie was there, obviously. Like uh, Mike Vaginos. Basil and Noah, obviously. Basil and Noah, yeah. It was Ryan just, and Will, obviously, again. The, it was the biggest gathering of tough crowd to date in one spot. We were missing a few 
key people in the club that we love very much that yeah. didn't make it, but like it was huge and it was just so great. Like, you know, like, cause it was like one of those things like where sometimes when you have a group that big, you gotta like get jammed into like people having to do things they don't want to do. It was and kind of the opposite. Bad. I was talking with Leo about this. He was like, you know, well, it's fun to get super drunk. Too. Yeah. Him and his dump truck booty. Uh, it was like, there was enough people there that they, we, people kind of split off into their little interest groups. Like one group that wanted like party super hard and get super drunk and play pool was in one area. And one group that wanted to do the escape group was like running around doing their thing there. And then there was people downstairs playing melee and like, you could sort of pick what you wanted the night to look like, like choose your own adventure sort of thing. And then then there was like the scenery throughout of just like Anthony in a romper and night vision goggles popping up in every single person's timeline. Yeah, like that's what I was saying. It was like it was such a perfect venue for that because none of us had to leave the building. I mean, a few people went and did the trail and shit, but like we actually had a really pretty building. big crew that did the the Enchanted Forest. Yeah, yeah, but like at the at the same time, like like no one ever felt pressured, and no one I don't I felt like looking at it. No one was ever singled out and like alone. The only person I think who spent much time alone was Will Warren. Went and played video games for like three hours on Sunday. <laughs> Like I just like was walking. I saw the vending machine secret door open, and Will was just in there jamming out on a PlayStation. I don't think I heard this story, but that's really funny. Yeah, he's just he was having his down. Like James O'Brien's been all Sunday in his room watching Netflix. I mean, you kind of got to do that sometimes. You got to just um. Yeah, he needed to decompress, which was fine, and he got to do that. Yeah, like not at home where he would have other outside stressors, right? Right. Um, Oh yeah, we didn't even mention Tristan and Slanice. Yeah, Tristan is nice and Ridge. Like Ridge was there. Yep. Like everybody. It was like it was dope. It was and then nuts. Like, so Sunday night, like a bunch of people were really jamming board games. So like Marcella set up Hero Quest and like Gavin was playing Hero Quest and like they it just everyone was just having a great time. And uh like no one seemed to be disappointed or frustrated at all. And like I really enjoyed that and it felt really good. And it was really awesome to have Hengel who you know, he's like our Warhammer dad. And we've said it a million times, but like Hengel came up to me. He's like, you did really good. And like Hengel ran like one of the biggest Warhammer fantasy tournaments I knew about and went to. And like, it was a blast. Quick City Rumble was the shit. That was like one of the, one of the it biggest like tournaments. The it was like the biggest tournament west of the Mississippi. Yeah, it was huge. It was awesome. And like Hengel made that a big party. And like, we talked a bunch. And he's like, dude, you killed it. You killed it. And there's just so many things that, like, I can't even remember because um, of how drunk I was. But <laughs> that tracks. It was absolutely incredible. Like, everyone, I felt like everyone got the vibe and lived in it, and it was perfect. Yeah. And, like, the Warhammer was just, like, a bonus. Yeah. I There's part of me that would say, like, I would want to do it again with no Warhammer, but at the same time, I really enjoyed having a dedicated two and a half hours to spend with Hengel and with Ryan and with Basil and with Mackenzie and Fred. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. I was just burping. I was, I didn't forget his name. I was just trying to get that burp out first. So, <laughs> but no, but no, to be honest, like it was, it's also good to have like a, an assigned activity. That's a group activity. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think I would even like to do it again. Uh, if we do do it again like it might be cool to do like a one day teams and a one day rtt or do the gt across three days 
So you just do like two games Friday, two days, two games Saturday, and three one game on Monday or three games on Sunday. I'd rather do. I like the the teams idea better. Yeah, me too. I think an RTT and then the teams would be perfect. Would um, be sick. Uh, and we, then still with, have the free day around. With thirty two, you can actually get through it in three games. It'd be long, but you could get through it in three games. So you could do teams on one day and still get two days of RTT. But if it, if we're over thirty two, yeah. Yeah, but I felt like if I had, like, a bunch of people still played Warhammer on Sunday, but mm-hmm. it never made it to round three, and it just kind of petered out, which was fine, because they just wanted to hang out. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally was like, that's enough Warhammer for me right now. Yeah. Maybe um, do, like, maybe do um, Friday, Saturday. Like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Friday, Saturday teams, and then Sunday RTT or pickup games. I, I, I think I would just, because... With if we did forty four people, that's eleven teams. You could get that maybe in ten teams. You do yeah, ten sure. teams. Yeah, and I think you could feasibly do uh, with, with differential and ten teams, bro. You could just you can do it you, in one day. No, I think you could do two games and two games. I think. Oh yeah, two two two. Because I think two. that that puts a lot of a lot of Warhammer in one day. Yeah, two two two. Yeah, it's just four games for. Yeah, I think that would work really well. And then, um, yeah, like I think changing the format from a year to year basis would be really fun. I, I like, agree. Make it make it feel a little bit different, so people aren't so much comparing it year to year. Also, yeah. So that, that, that's like some fun stuff I got to talk with Noah about and figure out. So, but um, on the overall, it was just perfect. Like, I mean, I honestly, dude, like this, the the hiccups we hit were all in the beginning and taken care of yeah and so. and now also there's a couple of things that we know going in for next year like bring our own tide pods people get hungry you know like uh i like that we ended up getting tide pods but we needed dishwasher pods <laughs> i think that's fucking hilarious um it's just a flavor preference like, dude it's just a flavor preference or, or like person like things that i thought was like gotta get black contractor bags for garbage mm-hmm. and like um water yeah <laughs> We need we need like ten cases of water, or just like bring like five Brita filters. Yeah, but on the overall, dude, like I thought it was a roaring success. It was incredible, and like it makes me sad that the friends that we had that had things come up where they couldn't make it, they had to miss out. Yeah, I agree. It just makes me want to run it even more next year to make sure they get to experience it. Hundred percent, dude. 100%. 100%. What's, it was uh, what's wild is absolutely fucking perfect. there's so many people who like saw this and are already like trying to get on the list. But what we have to think about is like we had our, our tight list of 44. People dropped, we added. People dropped, we added again. So just based on who's already been invited from this year, we're going to be at like 55, 60 people. Now, obviously, drops so, happen again. Money's going to be a problem. Like money is going to come up, whatever. But the, I think the best way to do it to encourage like it to be fair because it can't just be the same people every year and it won't always be people won't always have the money or whatever but like i think personally that we just have like a delegate for an area yeah like, just say to like gavin you handle texas bring x number of people yeah or something like that i mean like it's all up in the air it's been fucking one day since i got i got back yesterday no 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 no, no. that's it's not been one day it's only 364 days until castle 2023 better start working dude 
So um, save up my eight hundred bucks. <laughs> I would totally. I mean, like we could probably move it to winter and like make it even cheaper. We could, I'm good with there's that. Some we could, yep. There's some shit we could do, so we'll make it work. But you know, we we picked October because it didn't really conflict with a lot of other things. Yeah, I mean, originally we were gonna do what July. Yeah, but that was like the same weekend as slaughter, and the place was more expensive in yep. July than it yep. is in October. Um, but it was it was dude, honestly, man, it was sick. It was, fucking, it was so sick. It was such a good time, bro. Like one of the best weekends I've ever had playing Warhammer. Probably the best weekend I ever. Had Do you want to talk about Warhammer at all? I mean, dude, you don't have to. I'm just I'm, I'm giving you the option because I have a, a fun question to talk about. That's that's outside of Warhammer. Well, okay, I'm cool with that. I want to talk about the Slaves of Darkness book, but we can oh, no, no, we can talk about Slaves of Darkness on our next episode, or we could do it. I want to do this in two parts because it is kind of late yeah. already. So maybe yep. tomorrow night we'll talk about it. All right. We're, so here's my question: We're have a mid-episode break. So yeah. what's, the, what's your question? All right. Here's my question: What were some of the the meaningful little bits of downtime you got to spend with people, and that like really stick out to you as memorable? My no- All right, so I'm going to go with my number one memory, which is scaring bread and him making me laugh so hard in his reaction that my nose bled for about a half hour. So I I had to take a leak and that bread was like going with me to get a beer. So I, was like, I had to take a piss and he's like, me too. So there was like a community bathroom right next to his room. I went and I took a leak and I came out and he wasn't out yet. I looked in his room and I saw the bathroom door was still closed. So I snuck into his room and I stood next to the bathroom door. And <laughs> he opened the door and I jump out. And I scream. And he doesn't, you know, like normal people flinch away. Yeah. He kind of just like put both of his arms like out at the shoulders and his hands down. <laughs> like a scarecrow. And just froze and screamed on top of his lungs. It was the funniest <laughs> It was the funniest fucking thing. All my best memories are bread, though. Like him, he had so many good bits over the weekend that he pulled that were fucking killing. Like showing up in a morph suit and then making a seagull noise. It was so funny. (laughs) The morph suit was insane. And then he brought home like seventy-two eggs. He yeah, he brought home all the eggs in the world. Um, and then also he uh. Something else he did that was really funny is he found like a Magic the Gathering mat, lost and found. And I was like, we were like, whose is this? And I was like, I don't know, dude, you take it home. And he was like, I don't need this. He's like, my Magic the Gathering, my Magic the Gathering mat has a loaf of bread on it. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude, whatever. And then like I found it stuffed into my bag. And I was like, you motherfucker, did you put this in here? He's like laughing. He's like, oh, fuck, you found it. So I like put it somewhere. I think I put my bag in my car and then I got home and it's in my bag. <laughs> and like, he would come up to me and be like, yo, is it cool if I have one of your ciders? And I'd be like, yeah. And he would just pull one out of his pocket. Like he already had it. <laughs> and I'd be like, what the fuck? Did you get me one? And then he put one out of, another one out of his pocket. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Dude, that's incredibly thoughtful. He's so funny. He's killing me all weekend. I had a blast of bread. Like he's my MVP of the weekend, dude. Like, I know it must hurt you to hear that. No, 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 you're good. We, we didn't get to spend as much time together as we normally do at events. We spent because probably 18, at least 18 hours, just you and me. Yeah, sleeping. Yeah, but it's, Jacob. it's who you go home to at the end of the night, right? Jacob. <laughs> that was really funny. I was like, what, Joe? 
Jacob. What? It's for you. Jacob. <laughs> um, it was it was a blast, man. I left all my medicine there, so I'm like on day two now with no medicine. It's kind of rough. Um, it's funny. I didn't leave any medicine there because nobody picked up medicine when I asked them to when they went to the grocery store. I'm sorry. How's your bean doing? Yeah, that's okay. I We had some prep H here at the house. I'm sorry your butt bean was bothering yeah, you. Yeah, it still is, but it's on the mend. You're just stick your finger right there and push it back in. <laughs> it's not like a popper, Joe. You yeah, can't just tuck like... It, tuck it back into your asshole, you're fine. <laughs> um, at one time, I, one time I, ate, I ate a one-pound burrito out of the place, or it was a two-pound burrito, but I ate the whole fucking thing. I was an apprentice, and it, I had the worst... I had like a full fist size. Oh my god! And I, I mean, like I couldn't walk. I, I remember my friend being like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Bro, I have the hem- I have the side of my fist." And he was just like, "I'm sorry, I asked, dude." <laughs> like, yeah, I ate, a, I ate a burrito that was just like 900 percent rice. Part of me thinks it's it was from the flight and then driving in the rain, so my butthole was just puckered so tight driving in the rain at night on roads. I don't know. But then I remembered that um, when I played Ryan, we went to the bathroom and we're coming back. And I was like, I'm going to give you a piggyback ride. Get on. He's like, okay. And I carried him down the hall. Which Ryan? Ryan fucking Inman. (laughs) You carried Ryan Inman? I carried Ryan Inman. And then I tried to go up the stairs. I took one step and like. I was like, nope, nope, not happening. Not going up these stairs. It's like seven stairs. There's no way I was making it up those stairs with him all the way back. He's such a big boy. He's huge. Dude, there was one point in our game, he uh he he was rolling a charge. I like turn one, I I or turn two, I stuck Scarbrand in, into two Mega Gargants and did seventy-two wounds, killing both of them outright. Uh seventy-two wounds after saves, mind you. Uh and so he's like trying to claw back a little bit of control in the game. And he rolls a charge. And I think it was a three inch charge. And he rolled snake eyes. He's like, well, I guess I'll CP it. And he rolled snake eyes again. So he gets a different charge. He rolls to do his D6 mortal wound impact hits. And he rolls a one. And he just collapses to the floor shrieking. <laughs> so I jump on top of him to make him feel better. I want to be his weighted blanket. And I'm not even kidding. Dude, like my hands were barely touching the floor on top of this man. He's a big boy. He's That's awesome. huge. We had a wonderful time as I took off all of his shit. I feel like everybody just had a blast. It was an absolute killer time, dude. Like, Dude, Hengel really got, got into it. I feel like he was a little salty at my dice rolls at first, and then he was like, fuck it, this is how it's going to go, and he just got really into the shouting, and he like worked his way. He like hyped himself up. He was his own flavor flave. Yeah, but he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's a competitive dude. And he's a smart player. So like him, him coming into probably I, I, the hardest room in the country for a, a tournament that size. He he told me he's like Jacob got me back into it for the fun, and Marcella got me back into it for the the competitive. Hell yeah! Um, so it was like so in the end. So let's just talk about the smorgasbord we had, right? Like I had Thursday night catered by my local deli, which was fucking awesome. It was delightful. The food was really, yeah, it was really had good. Some, right? some penne alla vodka. 
Their alavaca is killer, right? I prefer it on a pizza, but it was still good. Oh, the pizza alavaca. I got you that time. It's the weirdest too, thing. Right? Why would you put pasta on a pizza? Uh, carbs. Carbs. Can I have a um, potato sandwich, please? That's a thing here, too. Is it really? Yeah, potato, egg, and cheese is a hit. What was bro. up with the... Uh, what was on the... Was it like pickled potato? Pickled scalloped potatoes? It was like something know. from the deli. Where? What deli? I don't know. It was, it was in the deli trays, and it was like dill, white sauce, like sliced potatoes potato salad that was a weird ass potato salad dude yeah it's potato salad that was weird but good all right go on i'm not a i'm not a big potato salad guy no if if that was the potato salad in my life i wouldn't either Mm. but um so catered 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 thursday night and then friday morning nope stop it friday morning me and the Obreys did pancakes. Yeah, you guys did an amazing. Those pancakes were really good. They were really good. Recipe from fucking Dayton and Nicole. Just little dollar, like silver dollar buttermilk pancakes. Very tasty. Uh, um, it's a silver toonie. Silver toonie. You're making that up. That doesn't sound they're like real can, numbers. They're can They're Canadian. Um, what else was there? There was you. Uh, uh, you made some little regional dish on Friday night. Yeah, I made some uh, fettuccine Alfredo with uh, some chicken and broccoli. That was it was a hitter, but it wasn't enough. And I had eight pounds of fettuccine. Yeah, I don't think Darren even got any. But he also disappeared for two hours. So that's on him. Yeah, well, I think Will and Will and Ryan missed out on a bunch of it. Like I know Will, Will Warren got like a little tiny bit, and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, I fucking you didn't come. Like, um. <clears throat> It sucks. Um, so next time we're with Will, I'm going to make sure he gets a big portion because he missed out on it this time. That happened to me at Slaughter. Where like I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't really get any. I like yeah, same same for Dayton. Yep. Dayton didn't get any either. Yep. Um, hey Joe, real quick, uh, with that eight pounds of pasta and Alfredo, is that more or less than like one one load when you when you go off? Sauce wise, probably about. <laughs> twice the amount of you know um so so dude it was just fucking awesome like everything was, so was great like we played pool we did oh, hold on, hold on. let's let's it. keep going with the smorgasbord okay saturday um, so morning then, or, saturday morning sorry. Andrew, yeah saturday morning so, yeah saturday morning andrew made french toast it was fucking banging yeah it was some that was some good ass french it was toast. great and we did uh we we grilled out on <clears throat> on saturday night yeah, so for lunch every day we had cold cuts and it was like perfect. Yep. It was like really, just make your own sandwich yep. easy. We I didn't have really, mayo. Nope. That was weird. I know. Um, next time we'll get, I, you know what, man? Also, didn't have Thousand Island. But yeah. Marinos usually gives you like a tub of mayo with each sandwich thing, but they fucked up. With each time, sandwich. So. <laughs> with, each, with each sandwich, you get a gallon of mayonnaise. Yeah, right. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely horrendous. <laughs> so, um, I'm sure Fletcher's sitting at home like, a gallon of mayo? That would last me two whole sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, then we did burgers and hot dogs. And Will, Will Kern helped out so much with the grilling. He basically grilled. He made all dinner on Saturday night on his own. Yeah. Um, and it was just, dude, spe- like, it was all hit the spot, man. Yeah. It all hit the spot. Really perfect. Good. Like, 
Food was good. The menu was good. Sunday, we we realized we were out of both butter and olive oil. So, oh, so Dayton and I menu? kept throwing uh, yeah, bacon in the pan and in the oven to harvest the fat to make scrambled eggs. <laughs> so um, what happened after that, because you were already gone, we did pizzas for Sunday night. We went to a little local pizza joint. Me and Marcella went to pick it up. I ordered something like 12 pies or 12 pies and six orders of garlic knots. Nice. And then we got some sodas and stuff. And um, So we come back and well, so me and we bought cake mix to make Rob mm-hmm. a birthday cake. Yep. We were like, have no shortening. We got nothing. So Nicole's like, well, I guess I could do this or that or buttermilk or something. I'm like, let's see what we could do. So me and well, me and why did you not buy it when you were out? You knew we didn't have bacon or oil. I was dude. So you I was drinking? like, yeah, I was super hungover and I was like corralling three drunk English, well, two very drunk Englishmen and one sober Englishman around a Pennsylvania fucking. Yeah, so you guys went to the diner hungover. too. We didn't go to the diner. For Rob's birthday? No, we didn't. Where was that photo taken? That's in Manhattan, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's lying to everybody. So, um. So anyway, yeah, we, uh, we, we, uh, we're in Weiss and like corralling them. So like grabbed cake mix and I just forgot about oil. So, you know, butter or oil. So we go, me and Marcel are like, fuck it. We'll get a sheet cake at the supermarket next to the pizza place. Yep. We pull into the parking lot at 601. The supermarket closes at six. Okay. We didn't know. So they're like yelling at us from the front door. Like we're closed. I'm like, I'm going to fucking pizza place. <laughs> Don't fucking yell at me. Like, so, um, so we, uh, we go to the pizza place and I said to the guy, like, yo, bro, like, mm, I got, it's my friend's birthday. He's here from England. We need oil to make his cake. Can you give me some olive oil? And he gave me like a big, like a pint oh, full of olive oil. So, like, we, what a good neighbor. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, we also bought like $350 worth of pizza. Yeah, sure. Him, and I, don't, I don't think he's ever sold 12 pizza pies at one time. And then we, so we get back and like, you know, pizza snob, we're like not, we're like an upstate New York. Technically New York, but it's probably not the same the, water. Yeah, it was fucking good. It was good oh, yeah. pizza. Yeah, so like everyone had a good time and we ate, we ate all the pizza. It was like, we had the right amount of food. What kind of cake you guys make? We made him a chocolate on chocolate cake. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I bought candles for it. I, I didn't buy for his age. I bought six, six and nine because I know those are his favorite numbers. Nice. Um, and then, awful. oh, we watched the Bills game. So it was great to see uh, the Trent Nellies and Basil like lose their mind when the Bills caught that pick off Mahomes. Yep. So that was dope. And then, oh, yeah, man, it was just so fucking good. It was so good. It was perfect. And like, I mean, I just hope that Mike's foot's okay and that we don't have to sue them because I would like to go back. Yeah, Mike's, for sure. Mike's foot's fucked up. But if we, win, the shit out of them. if we win the suit enough, we can have Castle for free for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's kind of the plan. <laughs> it was really smart of him to bring that screw with him from home. <laughs> don't You can't say that because if that really happens, this could be brought up in court, you know? Yeah. That's not true. That screw was there. But so, on the whole, would you say that preparation age feels good on the whole? Yeah, it does. It's nice and tingly. You should take a bath of witch hazel in the water. 
that sounds like the beginning of a summoning ritual. No. Um, More like a bummoning ritual. Yeah, bummoning. So I bought my plane ticket for LVO today. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I haven't bought my my plane ticket yet, but I have my my LVO ticket. ticket. Yeah, I got the room booked. Yep. Yep. It's me, you, and Basil right now. It was going to be Noah too, but the uh, machine is coming to Vegas. Oh, sick. I really want to meet her. Oh, yeah. She's awesome, dude. She's so fucking cool. She makes really good candles. Um, Yeah, she was very drunk when I met her. <laughs> we were just eating french fries together. It was sick. Um, Yeah, dude. It was it, it was probably the best weekend of Warhammer in my life. Uh, like, I can't even stop thinking about it. Who'd you give your best game to? Hankin. And, and that's not really easy to to say who you did. No, it could have been literally anybody. Yeah, it was. That's your second like, tournament in a row, having given your best sports vote to the person who won best sports. Yeah, so I think you're a kingmaker. Really I have a really good judge of character. Maybe, but um, it was fantastic, bro. It was so good. Um, what was you? Who was your best game, bro? I gave it to Basil. I really could have given it to anybody. I mean, playing Hengel, Basil, Ryan, yeah, Timber, Fred, and Mackenzie. Like it could have been anybody, and I probably would have given it to um to Frederick if I had been asked at the end of the game. But James asked us with like thirty minutes into the game, so I had barely like had time to start talking to him. I was like, I how's this? I don't know how to. This is weird. I haven't had enough time with this guy yet. Uh, so in hindsight, maybe I would have given it to him. But honestly, like, I could have given five best game votes. Yeah, it's hard, right? <clears throat> it's super hard to pick in a room like that. Yeah. It was just awesome. And it was, like, great to see, like, Will and Triss finally get together and, like, play a game against each other. It was, like, <laughs> so, such a heartwarming moment because they're – they are, like, best buddies in the whole world and they barely ever – I mean, like, and they've never met. first time I, yeah, first time ever getting together because, you know, fucking borders. Borders are bullshit. Yeah, they're all made up. Uh, I thought it was funny and, like, lightly unfortunate that Marcella and, <laughs> and Nicole paired round two. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole just, she had a blast, and it's good. it was good for her to get out there. and Play someone who's not dating. Yeah, man. Just play someone who's not dating. So, um, it was like I said. I could say it was fantastic a trillion times, and it will never ever be enough for me to say how fucking awesome it was. Yeah. Uh, one thing we like hinted at but didn't mention is so Brad brought his uh his little like eighteen inch CRT TV and his his Wii, and we played a bunch of Smash Bros. Melee. While people are bowling on the nine-pin bowling set right next to us. That bowling alley was dope. It was cool. Tristan had a lot of fun, I think, playing some basketball. It was a pretty low ceiling. So any three-point shots had to be, like, really flat. (laughs) I kept, like... The ceiling was not low at all. It was. I I hit the the rafters a bunch of times. That place was fucking huge, dude. It was enormous, but it was also underground. Uh, Who was I shooting around with i like didn't hit a single like i didn't even hit the rim for the first 10 minutes <laughs> it was like i was shooting the basketball around that i'm terrible at basketball so like like 
I was like, man, this is hard. And also, <laughs> I was very drunk. So. I played horse with someone. Maybe it was bread. It's so, it was so good. Marcella was hanging out and we almost hit her one time. <laughs> oh, poor Marcella. It's all right. She's a nurse. Who wrote the ball? I meant the ball. Um, yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. So, you know, we did the big bit swamp. Yeah. Somebody left the Green Stuff World brush rinser there. I hope it was on purpose because I have it now and I fucking love it. What's a brush rinser? It's like, uh, it's got like a little well. So it has like a big well on the bottom and then it has. Oh, like, and it has like a little, little pedal on the side basically where you pull your brush through. It has this, right? Uh, and then you hit, you rinse your brush in this well and then you hit a button and it clears it out and you get fresh water. That's so, so cool. Yeah, because I never change my brush water. No. No, I have the same brush water from when I first moved to Nashville. (laughs) It's like everything you put in is just tinted brown. Uh, And has a lot of metallic flecks in it, yeah. Yeah. I basically have to make the argument that all my my models either are strippers or I've spent a lot of time at the strip club because there's like random flecks of bronzer all over them. So, um, we saw oh wildlife. Oh yeah, let's list, list yeah. all the animals that we ra- we, so saw. we saw. We saw deer. deer. We, saw we, saw, skunk. we had a f- friendly skunk, and after you left, James ran into a family of bears. No, he did not. Yeah, there was a family of bears in the front well, of the house. I think you called me. You're also forgetting the most important one, which was after game one. Uh, Dayton had just lost the man. belt to to Nate, and Nate turns around and. Dayton's just gone and the belt's sitting there. We all look out the window and Dayton's just walking ass naked to the world out in this, so this like grass that easily goes up to your hip. I don't understand how he didn't get ticks. And he walked think, like at least a quarter mile out there. I think the best part was we weren't the only people staying on the property. There was <laughs> no, a, we weren't. The mansion had people in it. So like they might have saw Dayton's naked body. Or like had nightmares after seeing bread running through the forest in his morph suit. Bread, bread ran through the forest in a morph suit. Like it, it was so fucking fun, dude. It was so fucking fun and stupid. Oh like, man, I wanted. I want my life to be like this every weekend. It's not gonna happen, dude. If you hit lotto, I don't think we can keep playing that game anymore because we know what it is now. Oh yeah, just castle every weekend. You would just buy a castle, just castle forever. I would just, I would just buy that guy. I'd be like, dude, I'll give you a billion dollars for this, <laughs> sir. You only won thirty-two million on Lotto. I said a billion. I, I would ask. I'd be like, dude, because I just kind of want to live in this space. God, that'd be such a waste of money, but also worth it. I mean, you also have to live in like rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. That little town on the way through wasn't wasn't awful. Lindsay works from home, right? Yeah, it'd just be harder for me to get to you. I can't just fly to LaGuardia and have you pick me up. I mean, uh, we went I to go build an airstrip on that property. There you go. Uh, we went to go pick up the rental car, and it was not close to LaGuardia. The thrifty that's uh-huh. attached to LaGuardia. Is it the one that's like across the the highway? Yeah. It's, it's also like pretty close to your, your parents' neighborhood, right? 
it's in the it's in the, like the raised parking structure that you have to go inside of right and yeah like, go to like a little window yeah that's where we used to park when we worked there you know how long that fucking walk was after working you would walk like, from there to LaGuardia yeah every day that is not close that's that's why I bought a bicycle that's like, several miles I almost just ride my bicycle every day <laughs> there was a sh- there's a shuttle though yeah sure. there's a shuttle from LaGuardia yeah it still sucks which terminal do you work on Okay. A is a piece of shit. They should close A. They're, they're redoing A. A is the next yeah, one. On the Hunter list. and I flew into A. And that feels like a fucking hallway. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say we're we're gonna have to call it because it's late for me. Um, but I this will wrap up our castle segment. Like, do you want to share your top number one favorite memory of Castle? That's so difficult. Uh, I got a pretty sick uh, shine to back air to down air combo on bread. I don't know what any of those words mean, dude. Oh, all right. Uh, Is bread really good at Smash? Yeah, bread's really good at Smash. He played competitively. I think Teresa played. I think that's how they met. That's awesome. Uh, highlight. It might have just. It might have been Anthony running around with his night vision goggles, <laughs> yeah, drunk out of his mind. When he fell on the stairs, I fucking died. Yeah, that was really was fucking so funny. funny. And it's like pineapple romper. Um, actually, so when when we got when we first got there, it was like eight o'clock on on Thursday night. And I had, like, done a lap and said hello to people and stuff like that. Uh, but Anthony and I had, like, just gone back to grab beers or something. And we're making our way back to just the main seating area. And everyone everyone was there in that one little kitchen or, like, dining room area. And before sitting back down, he and I kind of just stood there. We had a little conversation about how more than ever at this event, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, you want to go and spend as much time with everyone as possible. But it's also really nice to just sit in and like look around and, and see all your friends having fun and smiling and laughing and, and catching up. And it almost is like you're trying to slow slow it down so it doesn't leave you right away, you know? Uh, I mean, like that, that's how I like it. So that's the thing is like, I mean, I, I got a ton of credit for pulling this off, right? I did a decent amount of the work and I delegated all the work to everyone else that went into it. And like, I'm not trying to kiss my own ass or suck my own dick, but like, but you would, if you could, uh, when I was standing there, like, and everyone was eating and like, like the, especially when we did, I did Alfredo and shit and everyone was just like eating and talking. I was just like, man, this is what I want to do. Like I want to make Warhammer the reason we get together, but the time spent around Warhammer, the most valuable time of everyone's lives. Yeah. You know, like, like. So Reese, if you, if you want to throw money at like Warhammer, uh, we'll Uh, take it as long as we still control the guest list. I mean, it's just like, man, like there, I felt like a rock star, man. Like this is, we're all have different backgrounds, but a lot of us are like, you know, some of us are have these incredible jobs and make all this money and all that, but it's not about money. It's more like 
this thing brought us all together. And now we're at this point where we're getting to like do things that like you couldn't even imagine because it's a collective, you know, like, like castle was like, that's like some shit that like, I tell people about that at work, like what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, man, it, it was amazing. Like it was the the best. I mean, like think about how and, much coordination used to go into LD2 doing, uh, our like Twain heart weekends where it was like, 10 or 15 guys getting together to just to play board games for a weekend at one guy's house. This was in every way, like huger in scale. And like, it, it feels like we pulled off a small fire festival. <laughs> yeah. Except it went way better than fire festival ever could. Yeah. Well, the feds didn't catch on. So like, we're in we're just like, in, like right off the bat, we're in, we're in a better spot. But no, like, to be honest, like, man, like, like that, that, that's the type of, that's what I want out of my, my hobby is like, I don't like, I love going to a tournament and just playing Warhammer and like yeah. being competitive, but we need things out there that can do that, but also include the level of camaraderie and extreme fun and like all the bonuses around it in one place. And like, just that feeling alone, like, like everyone I've talked to has been like, man, that was fucking great. It was amazing. Well, I feel like, Like, I feel like like, we're with tough crowd and like with the way we're doing Airbnbs and family dinners and stuff like that, more and more it's becoming just an exercise in finding ways to see all of our friends, as many friends as possible at once. And it's around Warhammer, but but Castle took that to the next level, right? Because we were yeah, all like, in the same space. We were all together. We were running the event. I mean, Castle was basically taking what we did, do every tournament and turning it up to 11, which was great. Get closer like, to your mic. Uh, like, like Castle was turning everything up to an 11 that we normally do. And it yeah. was, you know, but at the same time, it's like, like I want to do like next year, and we do it and we get to full capacity and all that. Like I don't, I'm not playing cause it would be, I really think Way I would much. just enjoy. No, I just think I would enjoy walking around and like seeing everyone enjoy this thing that I can do. Yeah. Which is, which is put together an incredible, incredible experience for everyone. And like, I can't wait for Rob to edit his videos. Dude, like, I'm so psyched to see what he puts together. Like, yeah. It's going to be great. Like, and that's, that's really it, man. Like, so I'm, I'm going to say, uh, we're going to take a break here and, uh, we'll get back at, yeah, it, it will be a day for us, but it'll be about, I don't know, whatever the length of whatever fucking song I cram in here. So, uh, talk to you guys soon. He's making funny faces.
The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Can you hear me okay? Why is yeah, that always your warm-up? What is that? Uh, it's from Anchorman, because he's a pro. Red leather, <laughs> yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. I don't want to stumble on my words, because I think people would... It would just undermine the credibility of us as a source, you know? <laughs> That's a good point, dude. That's a really good point. I just hate for people to think that we're... Uh, we're not very smart or we're like casual gamers or like, I don't know, alcoholics or compulsive readers or, you know, whatever. And we are back. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, the full Lizzo album. My favorite is uh, the one where she plays the crystal flute and summons the demons of uh, the founding fathers, the free empire known to man. Uh, and yeah, so in this second part of the show, we're going to basically just talk about Castle all over again. Oh <laughs> it was God. just that amazing. It was just that much fun. Uh, one of my favorite stories from the weekend was... Uh, the Slaves of Darkness book leaking? Oh yeah, sure. We can talk about that story real quick. Did you want to tell a story or you want me to start off with that story? I kind of feel like if you talk about that story and then I could kind of just like chime in. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so I don't want to like ruin the story by going too deep in detail, but, uh, basically just like it used to be, uh, you know, Slaves of Darkness units either have a keyword for like undivided corn, zinch, nurgle, slanesh, or it'll say mark of chaos and you get to pick one. Um, and what was funny about that this weekend is that if you have un- chaos undivided, uh, all mortal and ogroid units gain that don't have the eye of gods keyword gain the eye of the gods keyword. Uh, and when a hero rolls on the eye of the gods table, you can reroll any of the one dice, which is hilarious on Thursday. Um, oh yeah, that was really top- funny. It was funny yeah. when, Brett, when Brett brought that up. It was, and then and, and he's like sitting there in his morph suit and his like red skin tight suit with a hole for it his mouth and holes for his, his eyes. Eye, and his eyes rolled back into his head and he just started yelling out the rules for the new Yeah, and he said, uh, if you're undivided, a hero can use the command ability at the start of the combat phase uh, and you add one to wound rolls for attack made by melee weapons targeting an enemy hero or monster. So, like, pretty useful. I think getting the uh, the Eye of the Gods table, which uh, it, for a unit can give them a six-up ward, it can give them... Uh, what else can it give them? It can give them... Plus one to charge rolls. It can improve their rend for the rest of the game. And it stacks too. So you can hit, if you hit the Eye of the Gods more than once, which you get for uh, killing an enemy hero or monster or taking an objective that your opponent previously controlled. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And then if a hero, a hero does it, it's still 2d6. So they can turn into a spawn. They can get all the same normal ones. They can heal. They can become a wizard. They can get a five up ward if you roll a 10, which is sick. Or. On 11-12, you can turn them into a demon prince and they basically, like, all their stats port over. So, like, they get whatever artifact they had and whatever mark they had and shit like that. Um, so, Undivided seems pretty useful. It's, like, sort of blanket useful. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks for that info, Brad. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then after that, Ridge just r- rolls in, like, drunk off his ass. He's like, all right, so mark a corn, you add one to the attacks characteristics of melee weapons. If they charged, which is dope. Uh, and Basil reminded him, it was like, Ridge, don't forget, 
uh, they also have a command ability. They all have basically a feature and a command ability. Uh, on a two-up for a unit that just made a charge, uh, they inflict D3 mortal wounds for one enemy within one. So that's that's cheeky, but I don't think it's going to see a ton of play. Not not for that reason specifically, but you can layer it with other stuff. Um, and then Rob walks in, and of course Rob wants to talk about Zinch. Uh, they just have a six-up spell shrug. Um, and on top of that, they don't have a command ability. They actually have all Zinch Wizards know a spell, and it's just a teleport. Uh, casting value of six, range of nine. You pick a friendly Zinch Slave to Darkness unit and set it up within nine of the caster. More, I'm sorry, yeah, within nine of the caster and outside of nine of enemy units, which is funny because that means you could also just teleport your heroes nine inches away from themselves. You can just keep booping them across the table. Yeah, I like that. Can multiple can be cast multiple times? Did Rob yeah. say? Uh, no, you can't. You can't cast it multiple times. No, that's fine. Not that I can tell. Um, so Andrew yeah, walks in. Of course, Andrew up. wants to talk about Nurgle. Uh, and oh my god! Yeah, being the power gamer that he is, he just picks the best one. Uh, minus one to be wounded in melee, which is nuts. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so fucking good. And then their command ability is uh, after a unit fights. <sighs> roll a dice for each enemy unit within three on a three up, they do D three mortal wounds, which is just significantly better than the corn one, right? Corn. Okay. It happens after you make a charge move. So it's a little bit earlier, but it's within one. And the Nurgle one is all units within three on a three up. They take D three. So way better. Yeah. My money is that will get FAQ'd. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, and then obviously Will walks in and wants to talk about Slanesh, so you add one to run and charge rolls, uh, which is fine. It's not amazing, but um, but the command ability is insane. It just gives run and charge to a Slaves of Darkness unit, so really fucking good. Really, really good. Uh, and so that's all for that story. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like Nurgle is going to be great on like big blocks of Chaos Warriors. Uh, I don't think you'll see a ton of the Zinch one, maybe corn if there's like other stuff that procs off it pretty well. I think Undivided so, and Slanesh have a good place so, though. So all the abilities in the book that aren't keyword locked can be given from a corn unit to a Slanesh unit. It's just like from a corn hero to a Slanesh hero. Right, but it's like all stuff on War Scrolls. scrolls. So, that's still, so you're still going to get synergies with having mixed units. You might not get all of the synergies, but still going to get some. So right. I'd be interested to, to sit down and like do the breakdown with everything and kind of figure out where you're like, all For right, sure. so you want to have like Nurgle, Nurgle Warriors on foot, but you might want corn like Gorby's Chariots. And then you might want a Slanesh fucking... Gorby's Chariot. Gorby's Chariot. <laughs> and you might run want... in charge and plus one to run in charge rolls. Yeah. Or like, do we want like maybe fucking Zinch Gorbeast Chariots or will I want to have Undivided Gorbeast Chariots or maybe I'll want to have um, Nurgle Gorbeast Chariots. <laughs> yeah, I think you're, I think you're, uh, you're hitting on, you're, you're sort of, you're hitting on what's good in the book, which is uh, Gorbeast Chariots. The Marks, the Marks. I think the yeah, Marks are really good. The Marks are good. Yeah, Marks um, good. Uh, so before we go into the rest of the book, I'm just going to jump straight to the war shrine because I feel like that's the one other thing that really lines up with the, uh, with the, with the Gorby's chariots, yeah. with the Gorby's chariots. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, actually there's, there's one other thing I'm going to talk about before we get to the, the war shrine. There's, they have ensorcelled banners, which is 
a unique enhancement. You always get one, and if you take host of the ever chosen, you get two. Uh, you can give it to one standard bearer in a chosen warriors or knights unit, and there's six, and there's it's basically uh, it's kind of a bummer. You can't put them on the Gorbish chariots. It it is a bummer, uh, but it, you'll see why it's probably for the best in a minute. Uh, so there's an icon that is minus one from chanting rolls for all non-chaos priests. There's an undivided one, which lets you... Is there a range on that or just, just like minus one chanting? fucking wide, dude. That's really fucking good. There's an undivided uh, one, which is every time this unit rolls on either gods, roll twice and pick one. Uh, the corn one is add one to wound rolls. So that's pretty sick. Uh, the Zinch one is unit gets a four up ward against missile weapons that target the unit. So I could see putting that on a unit of like a big unit of Chaos Warriors if you're trying to make a block. But here's the best one the Nurgle one. Worsen the rend characteristic of melee weapons used by enemy models by one while they're wholly within 12 of this unit. So it's not just against your unit of warriors, but also against. The Gorby's chariot sitting in front of the unit. Fucking Miracle Chaos Warriors are about to be the shit. So minus one to be wounded and minus one rend. You know, Bread was talking a lot about wanting that. We haven't done anything else yet. What's that? Bread was talking a lot this weekend about wanting a strong castle army, and it sounds like this is going to be the one. Yeah, man. And then Slanesh's add one to attacks if they charge. So I like like that too, good. On a Gorby's chariot that has like four different attacks on its profile. <laughs> I'm just saying. Plus one to run in charge. You can make it run in charge and then plus one to the attacks characteristic. That's sassy. All right. So, with that, before we jump into all the other shit, we're going to go to the War Shrine because the War Shrine is the last thing that gives out mark specific buffs. Okay. I guess that's not really true because the, the, Chaos, the, the Demon Prince kind of does, but all right. Um, and most of the stuff that we're talking about, aside from named characters, is also not locked to a host, uh, War Shrine included. It's so like Bellacore is locked to a host, Archeon's locked to a host, Eternus is locked to a host, and I think that's about it. Okay. Um, all right, War Shrine. So it's got, uh, it gives out a six-up ward to everybody wholly within the protection of the Dark God's range, which starts at 18 and degrades down to nine. I'm also I'm thinking we can assume people know mostly what the Slaves of Darkness stuff does, and we'll just talk about the changes. Um, all right, so there's, uh, there's five prayers, obviously one for each god. Uh, they're all answer on a three, and they're all 18 inches. Um... So undivided, half the number of models that flee from that unit if they fail a battle shock test, rounding down. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Corn, pick a friendly corn unit within range, add one to charge rolls. So not amazing. Not great. Um, Zinch, subtract one from wound rolls for attacks that target that unit until the start of the next hero phase. Doesn't say melee or missile, just minus one to wound rolls. So suddenly Zinch can now have a six up spell ignore and a four up ward against missile weapons and minus one to be wounded. So Zinch can be pretty tanky too. If you pair it with a chaos war shrine, um, saving blades is the Nurgle one. Add one to wound rolls for attacks made by that unit with melee weapons. So Nurgle, not only being tankier, but also can, can put out a little bit more damage. 
And then Slanesh is you can attempt a charge when you're within 18 of the enemy instead of 12. In addition, roll 3d6 instead of 2d6. So you're going to be plus one to run and charge because of the just the Slanesh rule. You're going to be running and charging. And you're going to be doing 3d6. So those are going to be some really fast... I don't know. Just pick a random unit you think would be good in the, the book. Corby's Chariots, maybe? I mean, not even just that. Like, if you really think about it, like, you could... Like, it, we're in the pin and win era still a little bit. And, mm-hmm. like, 30 Chaos Warriors that have that kind of threat range is pretty obnoxious. Yeah, and... To be clear, the the banners, which is uh, in Slanesh what gives the plus one attack on the charge, uh, doesn't apply to a Gorby's Chariot. You can't give it to, to them. Um, all right, so let's talk about some hosts. The hosts of the... Uh, so there's hosts of the Everett Chosen. Uh, every time you rally, you do it on a four up instead of a six, and you get two banners uh, right off the bat. So pretty good, especially considering you can have a unit of up to three Gorby's Chariots. Yeah, that's pretty good. Corby Shards um, are the best. They're so good. They're 115 <laughs> points. Um, all right. Legion of the First Prince. Uh, at the start of your hero phase, you can pick one undivided unit and give it one of the four marks to have in addition until your next hero phase. So that's pretty cool. It's very flexible. Okay. Um, and... On top of that, any allied horrors, bloodletters, plague bearers, and demonettes benefit from the marks of chaos. So, like, they get a light buff. Mm-hmm. And by light buff, I mean you ally in plague bearers and they're ignoring uh, rend one. Oh, no, that's off the banner. Uh, but they're subtracting one from wound rolls. So, that's cool. All right. Cabalists, uh, all heroes become wizards. If they're already a wizard, they get an extra spell, and they can cast an extra spell. In addition, if you use the draw on power heroic action, which is roll 3d6 instead of 2, and if you roll two ones, uh, you miscast on a d6 instead of a d3. Uh, but if you if you use that, um, that heroic action, mm-hmm. you can immediately do it with every other hero within 3. So you can have fucking six heroes all casting two spells all casting them on 3d6 yeah there's not that many spells that are that great but no but that's a good lead into actually talking about the spells um so there's i guess let's think about it we're in the age of like pretty pretty good endless spells yeah that's true definitely good for for the endless spells i actually haven't even i haven't read the, the endless spell scrolls i haven't seen them yet i looked through the leak doc and i did not see the endless spells Um, assuming they're the same, which is a, a big if, uh, then cool. And if not, then then cool. Uh, all right, so the spells that you're going to be casting with those Catalysts, aside from endless spells. Um, Binding Damnation, cast on a 7, range 12, pick an enemy unit within range, invisible, they get strike last. So kind of close range. Not useful if you don't have a portal, uh, unless you're planning to charge and try to pin them with something. Well, but also like you think you gotta think about it like this, right? Like in Cabalists, all your like your fighting heroes are now casters too for free. Yeah, totally. Karkadrak is a caster. Right. So even though he fights first, he's still in the thick of it. So you can yeah. be shutting off like it just allows you to make sure mitigate point. risks in your decisions. That's a really good point, Joe. I like that. 
So. Uh, Spite Tongue Curse, which is the same as it was before. Cast on a three range 12. Uh, the unit suffers <laughs> three mortal wounds, but if you're unsuccessful or the spell is unbound, you suffer three mortal wounds. Yeah, but it's also what ca- it like casts on a three, right? So yeah, totally. Um, this one's great. Uh, casting value seven, range twelve. Pick a friendly either gods unit within range. Immediately roll on the either gods table. I kind of like that. I do too. I like that a lot. Like I could it's really use demon prince, and now I have a spawn. <laughs> I did it to well, myself. I was going <laughs> to say if you, uh, I don't know if demon princes actually have the either gods. I assume they do. No. No, but I could use one, like trying to get one. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, well, what I would probably try to do is uh, I would cast with some like dinky caster in Cabalists first, let him cast his two spells, and then let him roll on the thing and try to get a Demon Prince. And then get two more casts. I'm so clever that. like that. Um, Runa's Vigor, cast on a six, range 12. Uh, use a top row for a monster's damage table. So that's fine. Um, and the last one, Demonic Speed, cast on a 6, range 12. Pick someone that has a mount. Until the start of your next hero phase, you can attempt a charge with that unit if it's eight, within 18 of the enemy instead of 12. In addition, roll 3d6. So you don't need to have the, the Slanesh Prayer. You can use that one as well. Um, that's a pretty good one. Uh, what I would also say, going back to the War Shrine for a second, the War Shrine has to be marked for that prayer and it has to be giving it to someone with that same mark so it's a lot more restrictive than it used to be uh all right back to the hosts um despoilers add two to the wounds characteristic of friendly monster units in addition each despoiler demon prince can be given a command trait in addition to the general which can be used as though they were the general each command trait must be different so let's use that as a chance to jump into the demon command abilities (laughs) Or command traits, rather. I just want to, I just want to point out really also that demon princes are monsters, right? So like they are not. Um, it says it on their war scroll. I looked oh, at it, it before. Oh, yeah, I will double check to before, but continue what you're saying, and I'll double check it right yeah, now. Yeah. So sure uh, they're monsters. The demon prince and demon princes are ten wounds now. So if they get yeah. that, they're to twelve. No, I don't think they are because in the demon prince command traits. One of them is add two to the wounds characteristic. In addition, the general becomes a monster. Oh, I thought it said it. I feel like I read the keyword, but maybe I was looking at something else. I'm looking. Keep doing what you're saying. Keep uh, talking. All right. So there's, there's four demon prints commanded. Keep talking. Uh, first one is. Oh, no. Uh, you know what? I, was, I read something else. It's a monster. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't bracket, I was like, is this a monster? And then mm-hmm. it's, it's, so it, it is won't... a monster that doesn't bracket. You won't be able to use this for Bellacor or for Archeon because they both are keyword locked. You'll be able to use it hopefully for the Spheranx, for the um, for the Foamroid Crusher. I don't know if the Ogroid Myrmidon is a is a monster. We'll get to him. Uh, Soul Grinders are monsters though. Not that anyone's used them, but they'll go from sixteen to eighteen wounds. Uh, all right. So the first uh, Slaves to Darkness Demon Prince command trait is a. Uh, once you've carried out a heroic action, if you didn't do one with this general, you can carry out an additional heroic action with this general. It can't be the same as one that was already used. So you basically get to use two heroic actions a turn. Okay. Which is pretty sick. Uh, one of them is add two to the general's wound characteristic, and he becomes a monster. So effectively, in Despoilers, he gets plus four wounds. So it'll be a 14-wound Demon Prince, which is nice. 
Um, at the start of your hero phase, roll a dice for every friendly model within nine that has any wounds. On a three up, you can heal a wound for the model being rolled for. If it's a monster, on a three up, you can heal up to three wounds instead. So that's super nice in despoilers because uh, you're basically getting on a three up healing three wounds to every monster within nine. Uh, okay. And it says within, not wholly within, so that's sweet. And the last one is undivided only. Once per battle, when you carry out a heroic action with your general, you can carry out any of the heroic actions on the war scroll instead of the ones that, instead of the undivided one. Uh, because now the thing that differentiates the the marked demon princes is just the heroic abilities, which I'll go through now. Um, so undivided is he has strike first, which is nice. It's not just on the charge anymore, but you have to use a heroic action to do it. Uh, corn, if enemy enemy units are slain, or any mo- enemy models are slain by his attacks, heal one wound. So not huge, but one wound is better than no wounds. Um, the zinch one is only to be used in the enemy hero phase. Um, roll dice each time a spell targets him. On a two-up, the spell has no effect. Oh, I'm sorry, there's two. So one half is on a two-up, he has a spell ignore in your opponent's phase. In your phase, he can attempt to cast a spell from the Lord of Damned as though he's a wizard. Because uh, Slave Darkness Demon Princes are no longer just innately wizards. Um, Nurgle, until the end of the turn, ward rolls cannot be made when they're within three of him. So good. So you just pack him into Gotrek or Phoenix Guard. And then I'm still really loving I'm just loving Nurgle right now in this book, dude. Nurgle, Nurgle seems really freaking strong. And it's just great to see uh, Nurgle have its day in the sun. I feel like they've been really underpowered lately. And, no, but <laughs> real talk, uh, I'm psyched for, for, for Dad, for Hengel, because Nurgle marked Slaves to Darkness is literally what he's been playing for a decade. Um, and last one, Slanesh. Uh, if he makes a charge, add one to the attacks characteristic of his melee weapons. And he has either an axe or a sword, and he has talents. So that's pretty sick, dude. I'm for it. A lot of talents. You said talents? Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight attacks. It's a lot of talents. Yeah. He, he went just, like, down in points and got significantly better, aside from the, uh, the, <laughs> the corn one. I mean, yeah, it's just, that's like the thing, right? But that yeah. shit was stupid. It was super it was dumb. So, it was harsh. All right, next host is Ravagers. Uh, there's a heroic action for Ravagers heroes. Uh, pick one Marauders, Marauder Horseman, Cultist, or Dark Oath unit in your army that's been destroyed. Set up a new replacement unit with half number of models, wholly within 12 of the hero, more than nine from enemy units. Can I kind of like that. Because it's a heroic action. Yeah, for sure. So you don't you're not spending CP on it, uh, and it lets you still turn the way you used to. So I think they're if the if some of the scrolls didn't change, there's pretty viable builds with like iron golems or with um, splintered fang, getting them up to a bunch of attacks and then yeeting them in and letting them do a million mortals. I wonder if they're going to get marks. Probably I not. think they'll probably I just be base marked. All have the the mark of chaos keyword, but we'll have to double check. I haven't seen any other scrolls, so... Nearby. Uh, oh, was it Idolators that used to give them marks? Yeah. The I think it was. So that's that's something. Um, all right. Last one. Knights of the Empty Throne. Uh, any unit with a mount can run and still charge. So that's pretty sassy. 
Um, and when you pick your general for this army, if Archeon's not in the army, you can pick a model in a friendly Vanguard unit to be the general. Uh, if you do, it gains the leader keyword. In addition, the general, if the general issues a rally command to a Varengard unit, it can rally on a five up instead of a six up. Uh, but it doesn't get command traits and is not because it's not a hero, but it does gain the leader keyword or the battlefield role. Yeah, I um, I was looking at that and rallying Varengard on a five up is. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what's better than rallying Vanguard on the five up? Rally him on a four up when Archeon's exactly. around, right? Exactly. Host of the Ever Chosen, also getting an extra banner for them. I do like the run and charge for them. That's pretty sassy. Um, all right, real quick, we can go through grand strats and battle tactics, but the grand strats aren't very good. One of them is uh, have Slave Darkness unit in every quarter, so that's kind of hard. Um, <laughs> when the battle ends, complete this grand strategy if you rolled a demon prince on the Eye of the Gods table <laughs> once or more. <laughs> I like that. So you can build for that. I mean, there's multiple ways to get uh, like rerolls or or roll two dice or roll an extra dice or whatever. Um, so not awful, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put my grand strat on it. Um, hey, you, wait, you wouldn't just put your grand strat down to like a random mass die, dice roll. I mean, you'd be casting the spell every turn. You'd be like using the hero heroic action to to get a reroll. You take the item to get the reroll. But you'd be like, it's it's like Dan's story about the guy who had the golden squig and just <laughs> rolled his scatter die and had his whole army chase it <laughs> in Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I don't remember that. Well, I never heard that. Uh, so basically, there was this guy who would play. He played orcs and goblins, and he would put out a golden squig. And his opponent would be like, what are you doing? And the guy's like, don't worry about it. But while his opponent was like playing this game and trying to fight him, the guy would just roll like a scatter die and the artillery die and move the, the golden squig. And his whole army would just chase this squig around the table. And the guy lost every single game. But his opponent would be like, well, that was game. And he's like, yep, I got the squig. I won. I like that. So, yep, I made That's seven nice. demon princes. I won. <laughs> uh, one of the grand strats is a uh, complete four battle tactics from the the slaves of darkness specific battle tactics which is kind of funny uh it's not that doable uh so and the last one is uh if you complete it if there's any endless spell slave darkness endless spells still on the battlefield so like eminently failable especially if you're playing against something that has like ways to eat endless spells um, but let's go, go through the six battle tactics because this will inform if that other grand strat's any good, which it's not. Uh, one is pick an objective marker that has twelve has enemy units within 12. You complete it if there's no more enemy units within 12. And within 12 of an objective is a long way. I mean, it basically means you have to fight them off, but if they survive with a single model, if they redeploy in, like there's there's just a lot there that's... I mean, an objective, an objective is a six-inch radius. Within 12 is a 12-inch radius, so it's 24 yes. inches. It's a big chunk of the board. It's a huge chunk of the board. <laughs> um, one of them is uh, pick a friendly hero that has Eye of the Gods. Complete it if you roll on Eye of the Gods for that hero during the turn. So that's achievable enough for like taking an objective off of an opponent because you roll for all units that, that claim the objective when you take it off an opponent. But uh, outside of those fighty heroes, you're not going to get it for like killing things, you know. I could see it being useful late game if you like don't have much left. 
I have a dumb question. Um, the whatever post it is that lets you roll on the eye of the gods at the start of the game, is that at the start of the game or before the game begins? Wait, it's say that again? If it's at the, if it's at the start of the game, the start of like it depends on when it is, right? Uh, the eye of the gods is when you take it off of an off of a an enemy, not when you get no, the isn't, isn't it? No, isn't there like a a host that has lets you roll on the eye of the gods to start the game? I think it was a banner. It's a banner. I think it was a banner. Let's check. Oh. Uh, where are you, banners? Spell on and sorcerer banners. Uh, no, it's just. Uh, roll two dice instead of one. I think there is one that says roll on it early. Hmm. We're going to have to go through the artifacts in a minute, so we'll, we'll check there. Okay. I don't think it was one of the, the damn legions, was it? I don't know. I feel like you said that the other day when we were talking about this. In the I feel like room. I did too. What, what were you thinking about in that case? Well, it depends on the timing, but you might be able to oh, get a you, return one uh, free battle tactic because it automatically yeah. goes off. Yeah, that would be that'd be really good, actually. Um, now I want to find that because that's a really good question. All right, let's see. Let's see. Artifacts. So it's not an intersal banner. Come on, Twitch chat. Help us out here. Yeah, Twitch chat. Come on. Um, I drew Oh, yeah, it, it's a, a command trait for a normal slave to darkness hero. Oh, I wonder if you, yeah, I guess slave to darkness hero. So you could pick any of the four normal slave to darkness ones as well for your uh, your demon princes, um, which is once per turn, once per game after the units fought, it can fight again in a strike last. There's Eye of the Gods Hero only. After deployment, you can roll on the table. So it's after deployment, so it's not going to be in the first turn, Joe. But good, okay, good yeah. question. Uh, wizard only. This general knows all the spells from the Lord of the Damned. And the last one is general becomes a priest. In addition, you can replace the undivided keyword on every undivided cultist unit in your army with one of the following keywords. Corn. yeah. So they all have to get the same mark, and it has to be the same one as your general. So that's how you, you give... Uh, all of the Warcry Warbands marks. It sounds like they all have the undivided keyword. Um, other battle tactics. So you can't get that one auto just by having that item, but you can just by casting the spell. Especially because your opponent is probably going to be out of range. Um, yeah, but you roll level once and you just drop a battle tactic. That sucks. Yep. And you can't cast it again, so you'll have to do it some other way. Um, Pick a friendly Slave Darkness unit that has an ensorcelled banner and is not in enemy territory. Complete this tactic at the end of turn if it's wholly within enemy territory and within three of any other friendly units. That's super doable. One unit gets across the table or across the, the midline and within three of friendly units. Yeah, it's just going to be all battle pack dependent because it depends on how big zones are. Yeah, true. In the current state of the game. so Very true. Some of them are very achievable. Some of them are kind of hard. Um. Yeah, like um, what's the the one with the 
exploding objective in the center. They haven't really introduced into tournament play, but the deployment zone is like a 24 by 11 space. Yep. Or 22 by 11 space. It's just like... Yep. Is it like the realm stone cache? I can't remember, dude. Okay. I can't remember anything anymore. My brain no. is, is mush. Yeah. Pregnancy brain has been rough for me too. Um, the next one, pick an enemy unit that's a priest or totem, destroy them. So like super contingent on someone having a priest and having them really miss misplayed. Yeah. Uh, completes battle tactic. If at the end of your turn, there are three or more friendly heroes within three of enemy heroes. So you have to have durable heroes and you have to not kill your enemy heroes. But if you yeah. run the triple Karkadrak list, we, we're going to talk about later. It's doable. Um, and last one, complete the battle tactic. If at the end of your turn, three or more friendly Slaves Darkness units made a charge move in that turn. So doable, especially if you're giving out uh, bonuses to run and charge or giving out run and charge. Or if you're running mounted stuff in um, Knights of the Empty Throne. Mm. But also, it's still a dice roll. Yeah, I hate hinging and, my points on a gamble like that. Yeah, just getting three of them is a lot because, like, it's open for player player skill mess ups. There's there's like issues with uh, obviously with dice or like if your opponent rolls a six on their redeploy, you're just like, well, I guess I'm not doing anything. Heaven forbid you're playing against an army that has counter charges, but then you probably would be smart enough not to take that, right? So anyway, um. All right, so let's go to items. We already read through the command traits. Uh, there's not that many items, which is nice. So one that anybody can take. Uh, Hellfire Sword, if the unmodified wound roll is a six, it causes a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic, and the attack sequence ends. Um, Helm of the Oppressor, enemy units can't receive Inspiring Presence or Rally within six of the bearer, which is nice. But if you're taking Archeon, who's got that at a 12-inch bubble, it's way better. Um, here's the good one that you're going to see a lot. Conqueror's Crown, enemy models with one or two wounds within six of the bearer cannot contest objectives. Yeah, that's really fucking good. Yeah, and you could put it on, like, say, oh, I don't know, a Lord on Karkadrak, Mark Nurgle. <laughs> or... Uh, a Gorby's Chariot, Mark Nurgle? Yeah, Gorby's Chariot. <laughs> uh, all right, for wizards only, once per battle, you can cast an extra spell. Meh. Um, once per battle, at the start of the enemy hero phase, pick an enemy wizard within 24 of the bearer. Each time the wizard attempts to cast a spell, they suffer D3 mortal wounds before the casting roll. If they're slain, the casting attempt fails. That's pretty Some, sick. Something I, I don't like about once per battle abilities is unless they're like ridiculously good. I forget about them all the time. Mm. So the only once per battle I've never forgotten about is destroy rags. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot though, because you just, you, uh, you make techless think twice about casting four spells. If nothing else, it's, it's nice against magic doms and it's not that hard to be within 24 of a, of a hero. Um, all right, here's, here's a cool one. I don't know how much you're going to see it, but it, it makes me want to play it. Uh, when the bearer attempts to dispel an endless spell, if that is greater than the casting value, instead of being dispelled, 
you can say the bear has seized control of it. If you do, the bear now controls the endless spell in the same manner as if they had summoned it. And the person who summoned it doesn't control it. If it's later dispelled and summoned again, the bear doesn't control it. But how cool is that? It's like, oh, you know what? I want this purple, this purple sun now. This is mine. Oh, you know what? I want these... Um, these um, What's it fucking called? The the portals. I want I want the spell portal, and I'm gonna turn it off whenever I want. Yeah. Uh, and then demon princes only strike first. Add one to wound rolls uh, against one hero or monster that you pick at the beginning of the game, or once per battle, pick a terrain feature within twelve of the bear. Roll a dice for every model within one of the terrain feature. On every six, they suffer a mortal wound. In addition, until the next hero phase, the terrain feature blocks visibility like a wildwood. That's okay, but I don't think you take any of those really. Yeah, I think you take. I think you see everyone take the uh, enemy models with a wound characteristic of one or two that are within six of the bear can't contest. Yeah, and maybe you take the no inspiring presence and and no rally if you really want to take a warlord battalion. Yeah, Uh, and that's all the artifacts. Um, so and that's all the the legions so we can get into uh, there's a battalion uh Uh, something i was thinking about the battalions that i like is that they give you access to um getting your drops down and still without having to do a battle range so you get your drops down so yeah so one of them is a a leader and four units that are not a leader behemoth or varangard but up to eight and one behemoth which Oh shit! I wonder if war shrines are monsters or if they're just behemoths. Because having a sixteen wound in despoilers would be kind of nice. Also, I guess the manacore mounted stuff are monsters, so they could get plus two wounds as well in uh, in ravagers. That was, that was the thing I was thinking about too: is the chaos sorcerer lord's manacore doesn't bracket. I, I thought it used to, but it doesn't bracket at all. Uh, it doesn't look like he does. I don't remember if he did or didn't. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, he's a monster, so getting him to 14 wounds is nice. A war shrine is not. It is a behemoth, but it's not a monster. Um, but anyway, you can fit 10 units into that, um, that one drop. The problem is you only, it only covers one hero or leader. Yeah, but if you're doing a warlord or, you know what I mean? Like, you're already filling those slots. Yeah, for sure. So you can get that. Or all out attack unleash hell slayers, which you'll never do. And then the uh, other one they can give you a one drop is just fucking Varengard. Three Varengard units minimum up to six. So if you're playing nice empty throne and you just want to go oops all Varengard, you can do it and you can be in a one drop. Well what I do like about that the one with the ten is like you could spam uh the Warcry Warbands. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. It's a good point. All right, so let's talk about Archie. Um, he's 860 points. He's now 25 wounds. Um, he's keyword locked to host of the Everchosen. Um, and just speaking of, of things that are different about him, really, uh, he no longer has a four-up ward against mortals. He just has a five-up ward native. And any ward rolls of six, he gets to pick an immune within three and give them a mortal that can't be negated. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he still has a four-up spell ignore, which is cool. And they changed the Eye of Ed Sheeran. Uh, so that, that's one that used to be 
make people roll sixes and then became minus one to hit. Uh, now the I way it works that, is once per battle. Was, oh, go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say I thought it was in love with your body, but that no, took a long time thinking, to get that joke. Yeah. Uh, that's like the ginger stepchild of musical jokes. Rupert Grint. Nice. <laughs> My favorite Warhammer podcaster is Rob Weasley. Uh, all right, so I have Ed Sheeran. Um, basically, it's the old portents rule. Uh, once per battle, start of your hero phase. If you're in a slave sergeant's army, he can consult the eye. If you do roll a dice, the dice roll replaces the priority roll for the next battle round. On a one through three, your opponent must take the first turn. On a four through six, you must take the turn. Um, can't be used if your opponent has an Archeon as well. So this is super interesting. Uh, you and I were talking about like, when would you use this? And I feel like you would use this, you'd wait till you're going second on a pivotal turn and use this to either force advantage because you'll know you're going to get the double and there's nothing your opponent can do about it or you can serve knowing your opponent's going to retain priority. Yeah. Um, and then he's got one more rule. Well, he's got a couple more. Uh, but in a Slave Darkness army, after players have received their starting command points, but before the first turn, you can pick a mark for him to have in addition to the undivided. So he always has undivided, and he gets to pick one, which is sort of how it used to work. Um, Slayer of Kings is the same. Uh, his heads are now monstrous actions. So the Nurgle one is the absolute best one. You get a unit within six and roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the unit to a maximum of seven. For each three up, the unit suffers a mortal wound. So likely to do four mortal wounds-ish. Um, the corn head is uh, taking a model within three roll dice. If it's greater than the model's wound characteristic, it's slain, and you heal that many wounds. So that's pretty sassy if you're up against like foam. Yeah. like, oh. Let's see if I can do six wounds and, and heal six. And then Spell Eater, Zinch, uh, pick another spell within, I think it says three inches of this unit and roll a dice. Might be 12 inches. I can't really read it. On a two up, it's dispelled. And if the cast is on the battlefield, they suffer D3 mortal wounds. So those are all, those are all really good. Yeah. Um, the last big noticeable change is uh, his monstrous claws used to be damage D6. Now they're just damage five and they degrade, but they're still damaged. So they're, they're damage five till he's taken 11 wounds. And then from 11 to 15, they're four. That's excellent. Yeah. Just so good. Um, he no longer gets the bonus to hit from like to hit and wound from his, uh, from his war scroll or from a host. So he's going to be a little bit less consistent. Um, but I mean, I think he still fucks. Yeah, sounds Still like he does. Move 14. Uh, so Demon Prince is now move 8 base, but you either get trophy racks or uh, wings. If he's if it's wings, he moves 12 and flies. If not, he moves 8. If he has trophy racks, friendly units within 9 don't take battle shock. In addition, each time a hero monster is destroyed by him in the same turn, increase the range of that ability by 3. That's Which actually pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Also, it says friendly units. Nothing on his 
nothing on his scroll is keyword locked to Slaves of Darkness. So I think he still makes a, a halfway decent ally. Uh, he has a, a native six. What's that? Or a coalition unit. Like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he's got the demonic axe, which I think is five attacks, three, so he's rend two, damage two. Could be three attacks, mm-hmm. but I think it's five. Um, uh, or the sword, which is five attacks, three, four, is rend one, damage d3. So it looks a lot worse on, on the face, but uh, on a six to hit it, so it does d3 mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. Uh, so you could spike some mortal wounds there. And then his talons are eight attacks, three threes, no rend damage two. Uh, and we already talked about his heroic actions. I think, and also they're down to 195 points. Really, yeah. really affordable for like a, either fast fighting hero or trophy racks. Like I, I think you'll see trophy racks more often in like the foot heavy builds. Yeah, I think in your castle build. Yeah, right. Yeah, like for sure. So. God, the Nurgle one is so good. It's just, I really think it was working. It's just like it's not over- overtly oppressive when you're reading the scrolls, but with the with the combinations of the marks and all that, yeah. like you get some really cool shenanigans. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, Varengard didn't change much. The only thing that really changed is um. Their spears are now damage to base, and you just improve the wound rolls and the uh, the rend if they charged, and they can fight twice, but when they do, they they have to fight last. Uh, there's a couple things that have the, like, let me fight again, but it happens in a fight last situation. Um, Bellacor, largely unchanged. Um, and Eternus is fun. So Eternus is I like, I like keyword locked. Yeah. What's that? I like his scroll a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's keyword locked to the Legion of the First Prince, um, which I've already forgotten what the host rule for that is. Oh, you get to pick um, a unit to have a second mark, which is cool. Um, he has strike first when he charges. He's got a couple nice attacks. He's got uh Five attacks, threes, threes, rend two, damage two. Six attacks, threes, maybe threes. Rend one, damage one. And three attacks, fours, threes, rend one, damage one. Um, at the start of the hero phase, not your hero phase, the hero phase, if he's within one of any friendly legionnaires or furies, you gain an additional command point. That's so fucking good, dude. That's good. Um, Excuse me. I had a migraine all day. I'm so sorry. I'm I know fired. I'm boring you, Joe. Uh... He's this guy's basically like a named Karkadrak hero, except not he's brand new. He's nothing like the Karkadrak guy. Uh, this is pretty great too. At the end of the movement phase, if he's been slain, roll two d six and add one to the roll if Bellacor is on the table. On an eight plus, you set him up again anywhere on the battlefield outside of nine from enemy units. So he just keeps That's, popping up yeah. and popping up and popping up. It's not that easy to do, right? Even yeah. even if Bellacor's on the table, rolling a seven is like a like a 60% chance, but still, still hilarious. It's so great. Yep. It just puts um, that le- like a level of doubt in your opponent's head where they're like, do I want to commit resources to killing this guy? If he could just come back. Yeah, man. Uh, it kind of do one of those things that I would be, I would not be putting attacks into him unless he was killing everything, which, you know, he's fighting enough, but he's not going to like really break the bank in the fight. Yeah. 
Um, Cast Lord on Demonic Mount as a five up against mortals. Uh, he's got a lance or a warhammer, which are largely what you expect them to be. Um, and he's got the this rule is like anybody any mounted Chaos Lord has this ability where if they charge, they fight first, and then in the same turn after they fought, they immediately pick a Chaos Knight, Chaos Chariot, or Gorby's Chariot, holy within twelve. Gorby's Chariot. Gorby's Chariot. Yep. Yep. Should we just jump to the Gorby's Chariot right now? Yeah, I just think it's the fucking coolest thing ever. I don't care what it's so fucking good. All right, so uh, Chaos Chariot, largely the same as it used to be. Oh, wait, you want the Chaos Chariot or the the Gorby's Chariot? Give give me just the tip first, and then we'll do the full shift. Chaos Chariot uh, is 100 points for one. It has seven wounds, four up save, move 12. Uh, you can give it three models instead of one for 300 points instead of 100 points, and it's battle line. Um, and you get plus one attack characteristics if you run just one. I'm sorry, if you run a unit of three. Um, once per battle, cast chariot can run in charge. After it charges, pick one enemy unit within one and roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll. So remember, you could be rolling 3d6 and adding one for Slanesh or for Corn. Um, for every five up, the enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. So it's not quite as good as the the Stormcast Chariot or the um, the Stonehorn Chariot, but this is also 100 fucking points. Pretty nice. Yeah. Um, now, you were talking about a Gorby's Chariot earlier. I guess we can talk about that a little bit here too. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so same page where it's a unit of one for 115 points. Can't be battle line. Um, but and you can take a unit of three for whatever three times one fifteen is three forty five. Uh, they have eight wounds each and a four up save, so pretty pretty wounds efficient. Um, they fight a little bit better than the chaos chariot. Like all the attacks are the same except for the the mount, which is like not that significant. <laughs> but here's what is significant. The end of the combat phase, if this unit made a charge move, it can make a normal move and do so even if it's within three of enemy enemy units. If it does, it can pass across other models with a wounds characteristic of four or less, as though it can fly. In addition, after you make such a move, you can pick one enemy unit it passed across and roll dice for each model in this unit. So one if there's one guy, three if there's three guys. For each three plus, the enemy unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. It's so good. And that's so good. So you, it's contingent on surviving the end of the combat phase. But that is still so good. Here's a 345 point unit that fights okay. It ran and charged. It charged 3d6. It tagged the side of your unit of fire slayers and then retreated away onto an objective and did you, oh, 3d6 mortal wounds. Hitting three three ups is not that hard to do. Yeah, I think it's really funny when you're like, when you do it and then you do it like, you do it and you just like, someone's got a support character and you're just like, bonk. He's just like, three to six. Well, <laughs> it's, it, it can only do that um, if it's four, four wounds or less. Oh, my bad. But you, could, you, could, you could charge their support character and then move no. across something else, yeah, staying outside of three. You skink priest. Yeah, Get exactly. Murdered. Because the whole unit gets to move and it moves nine. So all you have to do is get up, toe onto it, and then back up three. Yep. Um, so 
the, the moral of the story here is don't screen with your Marathi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned. Um, all right. Uh, Sorcerer Lord on Manticore. So Oracular Visions, which used to give a reroll save, now just gives a six-up ward. Uh, so that's not as good. And the Winds of Chaos, which used to be reroll to hit and wound, is totally different. Uh, pick an enemy unit, roll a number of dice, equal number of models in the unit. For every five-up, the unit suffers a mortal. For every six, they suffer two mortals. So mathematically, it's about the same as... Uh, mortals on fours for the whole unit but it's a range of 18 pretty fucking good sick uh jacob i need to get a drink yeah whatever you're having yeah just be silent so i can edit this whole part out like none of this ever happened and then i won't edit it and everyone will hear this conversation well while you do that i'm just going to read some of our listener questions because uh i asked you so i could edit it I want to edit it. I just want to be able to edit this. Joe, you've never once edited one of our shows. Yes, I have. That's not true. One time. One time. Uh, I've been thinking about this, dude. Are you caught up on Rings of Power? Yeah, I am. Okay. We shouldn't do any spoilers, but uh, I just realized how much Dan Unsupervised looks like a handsomer, blonder, Australianer version of Halbrand. I don't like that. Don't you? I don't he's like got that. those. He's got those come get it, come get it eyes. Oh my God, please stop it. All right, fine. Uh, Chaos Lord on Karkadrek. Um, he does mortals on a two up when he charges, same as he used to. It's D3 mortals. Um, his weapon, I don't think, has changed much. He's got a five up against mortals, and he also has the fight first on the charge, and then make a unit of knights, chariots, or Gorby's chariots fight. Um, and I'm really curious what he costs because I think you will see two or three of them, and two or three units of knights or Gorby's chariots are specifically Gorby's chariots. And how many Gorby's chariots can you fit in a yeah. list? I can look at the points right now. So continue I got on all sorts of points. I got him. He's 220, which is actually down, I think, from what it used to be, which is nice. Yeah, it is really good. Um, all right. We... Uh, da, 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 da. Cool. Him. Great. Chaos Lord no longer lets you um, have a unit fight twice. Or Yeah, he can't make a unit fight twice. Um, he now has an ability where you can take a retinue, which is a Chaos Warrior or Chosen unit. Um, after he fights, if the retinue hasn't fought and is wholly within 12 of him, you can make the retinue fight. So you can make Chosen sort of tag in. And then he's also got uh, a shrug. So on a three up, he can pass his wounds or mortal wounds to the retinue instead. Um, yeah, actually, I, I like the idea of running him in the middle of a big block of Chaos Warriors. But Why? Just to have have a support character? Just like a big support character and a massive block. Yeah, but he doesn't give them fight twice anymore. And all he does is if he fights, he gets to make them fight. Yep. I guess he's good for giving giving out command abilities, but uh, yeah. I just I just think yes. it would look cool, dude. Can you just let me? Oh live? yeah, you're right. You're right. It would look cool. All right, Chaos Sorcerer Lord. You used to see two of this guy in every list. Oracular Visions, like we talked about, uh, no longer gives rerolls to save. It's just six up ward. 
Demonic Power. Oh, he's the one that used to have the reroll hits and wound spell. Um, Demonic Power used to be reroll to hit and wound. Now it's cast on a six, range 18. It's plus one to hit and wound rolls for melee weapons for a unit. So it's still really good. I can still see you taking this. Um, plus one to hit and wound is, is solid. It's going to save you CP. And Arcan no longer generates CP. So that's actually even more valuable. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Ogroid Theradons. These are the new Ogroids. Uh, so you can either take them with a Falchion or a Great Axe. Uh, if it's a Falchion, it comes with a shield and they have a four up save. Uh, it's actually a save characteristic of four up, so that's significant. Or the Great Axe is uh, one rend and one damage better. So three attacks, three threes, rend one, damage two. Or three attacks, three threes, rend two, damage three. Um, if they've taken any damage uh, that turn, that same phase, you add one to wound rolls. So threes, twos. And, uh, once for battle, when they fight, you can pick them to unleash their savagery and you add one to the attack characteristics, characteristics, but they can't get inspiring presence later in the same turn. So there's a, there's a trade off. Um, speaking of, uh, so they do have a banner and musician, um, Banner pretty much across the board is plus one to bravery and the musician pretty much across the board is plus one to charge rolls uh, for the whole, the whole book. Uh, we already talked about the chaos war shrine. They're sort of fighty, but not really chariots and Gorby's chariots. We talked about chosen now chosen seem pretty stellar. Um, so they've got three attacks each three threes rend one damage two. Um, and like, uh, Varengard, they can fight twice, uh, and it, it's just a strike last on the second fight, uh, on an unmodified hit of a six, it does a mortal wound in addition. Uh, and if it's part of a Slade's Darkness army after deployment, you can roll in the eye of the gods table for the unit. So that's pretty sick. They come in units, I think of five and they have three wounds each on a three up save. Uh, what do they cost, you ask? Great question. Chaos Chosen are... Number. 240 points, but they're battle line in Ever Chosen. That's hefty. The 240 points. Hang on. For 15 wounds. Yeah, I want to compare them to Annihilators with Hammers. Hell yeah. Uh, Annihilators with the small hammers have a two-up save. Yeah, and they've no, got no, I want the other ones with Three series rend one, damage two. I want the other ones. Oh, with the big hammers? So these guys are an inch faster move, right? Chosen are move mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. And then three-up save. Six three extra wounds. wounds. You get ten so, attacks from a unit of Annihilators. Threes, twos, rend two, damage three. And these guys yeah. you get what, 16 attacks, threes, threes, rend, one damage, two. Okay. And you so. mortals on sixes to hit, so you'll probably get an extra two mortal wounds in there. But and they can fight twice. Mortals on a charge, and they can yeah, that's true. That's true. So. And annihilators can always, almost always, deep strike, so they seem a little pricey, but not They enough. are a little pricey. And for 50 extra points, you get Varengard, which 
are you get three guys with uh, five wounds instead of five guys with three wounds. So same number of wounds. I guess Vanguard probably don't fight quite as well. Do I have Vanguard on here? I don't think I've seen their scroll. Um, but yeah, Chaos Chosen seemed like a fun, a fun little hammer unit. I don't know that you would take a ton of them, but I could see I could see their place. Um, all right, Chaos Warriors. You can either give them uh, Marauder weapons or halberds. The halberds are two inch reach, um, and their normal weapons are one. Um, the halberds hit on fours, and the normal weapons hit on threes. So fours, threes versus threes, threes. Both rend one, both damage one. They have a five-up ward. K uh, warriors do. Funny that chosen don't have a ward. Oh, because they don't have shields. Yeah. Um, and add one of the attack characteristics of chaos warriors while it is wholly within enemy is, territory. Is or bit, what's that, Joe? Is it a five-up ward? Because I think it's only against mortal wounds. You're right. It is against mortal wounds. Uh, the Chaos Warriors add one to the attack's characteristics of their weapons while it's wholly within enemy territory or wholly within 12 of an objective that you don't control. Yeah, I like that. Me too. That's sick. Uh, Chaos Knights, they all have lances now and you can give the leader either a flail or a warhammer uh, or he can just keep his, his lance. And you add one to his attacks if you give him a lance. The lances are three attacks, force threes, rend one, damage one. Uh, but on the charge, you improve the rend and the damage by one. So it would be force threes, rend two, damage two. I think they used to have two attacks each. No, I hate hitting on fours too. You can make it threes and twos, but it's not great. Uh, what they did get is they got the Galician veteran rule when they... And it's not even on the charge. It's just when they make an attack with the lance, instead of using the range characteristic for that attack, you can target enemy units within half inch of another model from the unit that's within half of the attacking model. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that'd be so sick. That'd Makes it so, so you can run them in like tens. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that. I just wish it was on fucking force. Yeah, and I wish they weren't 230 points. Yeah, because when you compare them point to point with Blood Knights, like Blood Knights are... Well, better. they do. They do have a three up save now, but they and they move ten, which is nice. Um, yeah, Blood Knights also have a three up save, move ten, 185 points, three attacks each, three threes, run one damage, two on the charge. Yep, yep. So, so they definitely suffer by comparison. Um, and that's it. So, uh, I think we already talked about the basics of the list. We think we're going to see, which is three Carcadrax and nine Gorby's chariots, and then whatever else can fit. <laughs> 900 Corby's shards. Um, I definitely think, depending on how the scrolls change, you could see despoilers lists with a, a soul grinder or some of the cheaper monsters, right? Like the um, the fucking what's the pretty cat called? The Xerix. Yeah, the mind stealer. Uh, where is he? Where's his points? he's still 95 points yeah the mind stealer is 95 points he's also not a behemoth so i wonder how many i wonder if he is a monster if you could take him well, out. He, he wasn't a behemoth before but he was a monster so yeah yeah um some notable standouts in like the points department 
Um, the Castle Lord on Manticore is 270. That's a lot. And the Sorcerer Lord on Manticore is 265. But they would both yeah, get his, bonus. His, his spell is still... The Horde clearing, clearing spell? Yeah, it's. I think it's better now. I think it's sixes through two mortals and five. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. Um, Slaughter Brutes are 175 and the Mutalith is 185. <laughs> and the Soul Grinder is only 230. Oh, wow. What is it's he at still the pretty dentist? What's that? What was he at the dentist? <laughs> like I, hate so I hate you so much, Joe. <laughs> That's all I got tonight, guys. Uh, all right, so we got a couple listener questions, real quick. Um, and I think they're supposed to be uh, related to the the book, but we'll see. Travis Giffen seems like he left an R out there. Uh, do knights clap or do knights clap? I think they clap from the sideline. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think they're that great, but I no, think. I don't I think if they weren't hitting on fours, I would be like all about them. But yeah, hitting on fours is super bad. Um, it's just, why did it's Tough Crowd not invite my mother to CastleCon from Marty? I mean, I responded. I think I said everything needs to be said, but she has a standing invite to any Tough Crowd related event pretty much ever. I mean, like Castle, Jury Duty Summons, Bar Mitzvahs, like she's invited. <laughs> you hear that, Lee? Anytime, anyplace. Yeah. Um, all right, I think that's that's about wrapping up. Tomb King Tristan has like a million questions, um, and the only question that's worth uh, worth answering is, uh, did I kiss uh, Frederick? And the answer is yes. He put his tongue in my mouth, which I feel a little bad about telling you this now on the air, but you still haven't told me that you and Rob held wieners. And I mean. Had lots of really intimate interactions with Frederick too. I'm not. I'm not mad that you held Rob's wiener. I just didn't want to hear about it from him on, while he was on the air. You, we just. It wasn't anything. It was male to male bonding, dude. No, and I'm for it. I'm just. I just didn't want to hear it that way. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You feel betrayed. Okay. Saying you're sorry, I feel something is the worst fucking apology. <laughs> we talked about this. I'm, I'm sorry. I made you feel like a bitch. All right. Hey, wait. <laughs> That's hey. like the apology equivalent of saying, do your parents know you're gay? <laughs> do your parents know God? Do your parents know you're God? No. <laughs> Which one? Can't tell by looking Can't at it. Can't tell. Um, cool, dude. I think this was a good episode. Uh, we've never done a book review, and we probably never will again. We've done a book review. but Yeah, was it a real book review? What, the vampire one? Did we actually do a review? Yeah, dude. Just like this, off the leaks. And, um, you know. Honestly, dude, I'm just excited about Warhammer, and I'm always going to be excited about Warhammer. Um, I'm super excited. Did I tell you my idea for my uh, Slaves to Sharkness? What? <laughs> yes, you uh, have, but I want to act flabbergasted. But no, no, that's, I, I don't even need to talk about the army itself. I just want to talk about my idea for using tension cables and magnets to suspend three alphaxes. Fucking, fucking magnets. How do they even work? 
it's a miracle, dude. It really it's all is. All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can in a number of ways. You can find us on the Twitter at of Sigmar podcast. I'm at a hymn of serpents. That's a H Y M N of serpents. And you can find Joe at big Jables. Um, if you want to email us, please don't because I haven't checked that in a long ass time. Have you Joe? Yeah. I mean, it goes to my phone. So yeah. All right. Um, if you want to leave a five-star review on your podcast thing of choice, um, we also don't check those, but if you take a screenshot after you leave it, we'll read it to ourselves on Twitter and maybe talk shit about you after the fact. Uh, if you want to follow along with more of the shenanigans our club is getting into, you can follow uh, Tough Crowd at Tough Crowd AOS. Yeah. Uh, do be warned, you might get hit on. Uh, and uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Make sure was... you tell all of your friends how much you love them. And, uh, and yeah. And I love you, Joe. Yeah. And your penis yeah. is, is valid and your balls are beautiful. My, my balls attract Jacob Berries from all around the world. There's another Jacob Berry that lives in Boston, actually. Well, he's coming for my balls. <laughs> better watch out, Mike. This has been Rage of Sigmar. Uh, don't play strength test. test.
me to 